Guys, welcome to Better Bachelor. This is Joker with a face for radio and a voice for print. Uh, one of you uh, readers sent me a link to a video. It's about why 30s, uh, Y30 is not the new 20s, and that's by Meg J. And I think it's a good uh, coverage be, or a good um, video that we'll watch together, and I'll, I'll dissect it a little bit. But it talks about what we discuss a lot of times with how <clears throat> women blow their 30s kind of goofing around and they always think they have till later and and that uh, well 30s is in the new 20s I'll just date and settle down and and decide to get serious about things in 30s in the 30s and most of the time that's too late for women and and it's an interesting article but but before we got to that I started thinking well that's you know that's great in proving our points about how we always say you know women in their 20s shouldn't go out there and and uh, act the fool as it were and should settle down and not have as many partners and find just a couple of guys and so on and so forth. But when a couple of guys, I mean, like, try to date with purpose in mind, meaning not just, you know, carelessly not choosing very wise partners. But I said, you know, that's great, but it doesn't really give us men a message. Like, it doesn't give us any takeaways as far as what should we as guys do um, starting in our 20s. And I thought I would cover that a little bit first because I think it's important um, that we guys have a game plan. You know, especially if we're, if you're not if you're not worried about dating or you're not thinking about going down that road, what is it that men should do to prepare for the future? So I gave it a little thought, and and it, interestingly enough, I came up with an idea I think that that encompasses all men, and that would be finances. You know, when you're in your young twenties, I know when I was in my twenties, my dad always told me, "Hey, you want to save? You want to tuck money away early? You want to tuck money away early?" And I didn't, there wasn't really any books on it. There wasn't any literature on it. You know, he told me these things, but off I went into the world. The books for dummies series didn't exist. So when you opened a book about finance or investing or anything like that, it was so dry, so boring. They didn't have computer investing. So it would have required me to go down and sit with a broker. And it just seemed overwhelming for me, to me. And I didn't get into it. And then in my 30s, my later 30s, uh, probably around 33, 34, I started getting into the stock market. I started properly investing. And because I was newly single, um, I was able to pour a lot of my funds. And I mean a lot. Uh, if you've watched one of my videos from a couple of months ago, I talked about how I keep the heat very low in the winter. I keep the air conditioning, uh, well, heat being um, temperature-wise, I keep that very low in the wintertime. In the summertime, I let it get to, to much warmer than most people would find it comf comfortable keeping the air conditioner off and I just run a small fan on me. Um, and I, I try to eat right relatively inexpensively. I don't do restaurants. Instead, I'll go cook myself my own steak, so on and so forth. And my vehicle is like 15 years old this year. It's a, it's a 2005. So by doing that, I was able to shovel a lot into finances and kind of get caught up. And as a young guy, a lot of times you always think there's tomorrow. I always have later. There's always a time I'll get I'll worry about it later. I'll get into it later. But I believe the number was fifty dollars. Um you'll have to Google this. Um but I think if you put either fifty or a hundred dollars, I don't remember, but if you put a hundred dollars a month away into a, an investment account like the stock market here in the US, um every month until you retire, that alone, just that alone would be a million dollars. 
Now, as you get into your 25s and 30s and 35s and you start getting more money, then if you were to add 200 a month, 300 a month, so on and so forth, it's very possible that you could retire by 35 with a million dollars. And then if you wanted to work till 50, 55, you could have maybe two or three million dollars. Now, it doesn't mean you need to, to you know, wait that long to retire, but it gives you options. And, you know, I was reading a book by Aaron Clary and it's called Bachelor Pad Economics. He, uh, he and I synced up and, he, and I talked to him a little bit about financing and things. He said, hey, let me send you my book. It's on Bachelor Pad Economics. Check it out. And I said, okay, I read it. And Aaron said something that was really, uh, that really kind of struck home for me. And I think it's important for all guys, all guys, no matter what stage you are in your life, which is it's not about how much money you make. And it's not about the money that you have. It's how does that equate to time? And I think it's a really cool theory that I had never thought about before. But let's say, for example, as a young guy, let's say you make $5 an hour, like you make $8 an hour, but after taxes or whatever, it comes to $5 an hour. And you want to buy a, a $60 video game or a $60 motorcycle part, or you need to repair your car for $60, whatever it is, we'll just take $60. Well, <laughs> after taxes, if you have $50 left over, that means you have to work 12 hours to buy your video game. So that's 12 hours of your life that are gone. So that's what, two, one and a half, two work days that are just completely gone so you can buy one thing. Now, but what if you improved yourself? What if you um, had a, a little bit better job, a little bit paying job, whether that was uh, a job that you're doing for yourself, like business for, for yourself, or that you're going out and making more money and it doesn't necessarily mean you need to have a better age education for that. You could be a welder. You could. There's many, many jobs out there. That's not the, really the point of this video. But the point is to talk about how, let's say now you're making $30 an hour. Now you only have to work two hours to pay for that $60 part. Or if you're making $60 an hour, one hour of that part equals one hour for, say, your video game. Or, or again, whatever. That's really, really important because that means that as you get older, like myself, and you start getting into your, because I'll tell you, 18 felt like it was three days ago. When you're 18, time flies so quickly. And when it's all in front of you, you feel like you have forever. And you don't really think about it. You say, I'll worry about that next year when I get 20s, when I get a better job, when I do so on and so forth. Well, financial security is a man's beauty. It's a man's value. Where women have physical beauty as their value. And if a, if a man does not prepare for his future later on, um, not only does that require him to work for the rest of his life, but he's not tucking away any of his beauty, so to speak. Uh, so by, by working more or saving more younger and having a better game plan when you're younger, it, it doesn't put as much pressure on you as you get older to have to worry about that. Now, I started late, but I had a very good job and I was able to pool and I was single and no kids. So I was able to push a lot of money out into the market. And, and of course, things are down now, but they'll always come back. And that, that allowed me to become free, basically. I, I, I have free time now. All I have is free time. I work on my bus. I do this kind of thing. But it allows me to do what I want, when I want, how I want. And I don't have to worry that I'm out of work for a month or two. Um, I could easily probably go five or six or seven years living on that bus without ever having to work again. So so before we get into this video about the what what has happened to to women and why they should use their twenties to find a good guy and to not go crazy and to date or or 
have their the romantic intent of finding someone specifically for them, which means that they're not acting all crazy. And then it's not just the very popular, good-looking, attractive guys that are getting all the fun of dating, but the guys that are kind of the average guy can then date an average girl. And a guy that has built his finances very well can build, can date or perhaps meet up with someone that's maybe a little prettier, that wants to have the better things in life. Again, because those are the values of of the sexes. That's just how it works. You know, we don't control these things. It's just what it is. And for the guys that aren't, um, that aren't, they have no plans of dating or getting involved. What does that allow you to do? It means you can take better vacations. It means you can have nicer things. It means that if you are frugal and don't want to spend a lot of money, that means you have a lot of time. And that time is freedom to where you can ski, you can work out, you can just sit, sit around and relax for the rest of your life if you wanted to. And the more that you take care of that, the better off you are. So while I speak of, of uh, the better uh, the bachelor pad economics, I almost said better bachelor, the bachelor pad economics by Aaron Clare, uh, Clary, um, go check his uh, go check his book out. It's on Amazon right now. He sent me a free copy of it. I listened it on it to I listened to it on Audible while I was working on the bus. But it, he's the one that kind of talked about how it's not the money that you really need to get; it's the time that you need to get. And having that time available means more freedom, more fun, more enjoyment, more relaxation, and more things that you want to do. It also means that, you know, as bachelors, we don't get married. So so that it means that you don't have that risk of, you know, if you if you do get married, she walks off with half your money, half your retirement, half of everything else, or child care takes care of that. It's not, again, it's not just money you're losing. Now you have all this time you need to work to make up this money that you've lost. So with the bachelor pad economics, Aaron writes about um, kind of starting from scratch, like you're adrift, you don't know what you're going to do. And he talks some about philosophy and he talks about the basics of like uh, making a, a savings plan and building a um, kind of a format of how you can track your outflow of money, your education. Are you going to work for yourself or are you going to... Um, are you going to, what's the word I'm looking for? Work for somebody else or be an entrepreneur and work for yourself. A little bit about dating, about housing and lodging. And are you going to be a renter and homeowner, cars and transportation, wife and kids, legal stuff, documents, end of life. It's all this, like he gives you a really nice roadmap uh, kind of laid out for you in front of you. And it replaces a lot of books that I actually have here. And so, yeah, I am giving a, a little bit of a shout out and, a, and a, a sponsor towards Aaron, but I think his book is, I would say it's essential reading if you're in your 20s or even if you're in your 30s. And then once you're my age, it's a really great reference guide to tell you, hey, when I have trouble with this or this, or this, let me grab this. Let me look up something and, and see if I can get a little information out of there. And it's kind of a nice handy, like everything for dummies guide when it comes to financing, because that stuff didn't exist when it was my age. And if it did, I think I could have maybe retired and relaxed like I am now, but have been doing it at 35, things like that. So when we talk about guys and what where your future is going, um, that's what you need to worry about is finance and money and freedom because that's really about being a good bachelor. Um, I'll link I'll leave a link below to uh, Aaron's book, in the Bachelor Pad Economics, in below down here. It's on, on Amazon, so it's really easy to order and everything else. So guys, think about your financing. Think about you know that is where your power lies as a young guy. We don't have to worry about looking pretty. We do have to worry about keeping in shape. We do worry about having to keep ourselves mentally sharp and being smart and intelligent about what we do. But we don't have to be 
you know, we, we don't have to worry about our face and all that stuff. So let's get into the video here uh, from from uh, uh, Meg J. It's on a uh, TED Talk here. And we're going to talk here about why women make the mistake of not thinking that they have forever to do this. And by the time they get to their 30s, it's too late to start looking for Mr. Right and the job and everything else. But before long, my supervisor pushed me to push Alex about her love life. I pushed back. I said, sure, she's dating down. She's sleeping with a knucklehead. But it's not like she's going to marry the guy. And then my supervisor said, not yet, but she might marry the next one. You know, something that we talk about a lot of times is that, again, they're just having fun. They're, and I did the same thing in my 20s. I, I, you know, I'm not saying anything... Um, I'm not saying anything necessarily derogatory about women that are just dating, but she's dating down, right? She's just having fun. He's good looking. Uh, maybe he's, he's out there just having a little bit of fun. He's a bit of a knucklehead and she's fine. with That's her words. And she's fine with that, but she's wasting time. She's wasting um, her emotion. And she's by, again, by having lots of partners like this, she's losing the ability to care for and love one person. Um, I, I have a couple articles, but this would end up being a two-hour video if, if I read them all. But it basically stated that once you start getting over four to five partners, um, not in a, like your lifetime, but when you have four to five partners in a short period of time where you haven't attached to them emotionally before you start to attach to them physically, there's going to be detriment. And it starts putting the physicality without emotion up front. For men, that's how we are. That's just kind of in our, our, it's kind of hardwired in our DNA and our genes. But for women, that's not natural. And so by doing this, it kind of messes up their wiring a little bit. It, but if you were to take a girl that say dated a guy for five years, she loved him, they dated, they fooled around and it didn't work out. And she picked another one that she fell in love with and then fooled around with and then had a long-term relationship and so on and so forth. That's different. If you did that for over long periods of time, that's completely different than knocking out dozens and dozens of partners in college. Uh, now, I can't, I, I, there's no studies on the long-term detriments and all that stuff, but it did state that by getting physical before emotional, that order messed up women quite, quite considerably. Besides, the best time to work on Alex's marriage is before she has one. That's what psychologists call an aha moment. That was the moment I realized 30's not the new 20. Yes, people settle down later than they used to, but that didn't make Alex's 20's a developmental downtime. That made Alex's 20's a developmental sweet spot. And we were sitting there blowing it. For young men, this is your time to get figure out your job, figure out your education, figure out what you wanna do with life, start getting that money saved and, and heading off in your direction. Traditionally for women, this was a time to find, get maybe get your education if you're going to get one, and then find a guy that was heading in a good direction that you enjoyed time with and felt attracted to and kind of hitch on his wagon and you both go off in the same direction and, you know, everything's great. My entire family is married. I'm the only divorcee out of everyone other than my sister. Um, but the two of us are the only ones that have, have been divorced. Everybody else has been married 60, 70 years. That was my idea when I got married. Unfortunately, she fell off by the wayside and other errors happened, but that's my own thing to deal with. But this it explains very well why 
you can't wait to 30 to do this. You're 10 years behind in invest, investing for men and you're 10 years in, behind investing for a partner as a woman, a partner that will, yes, you take you for your best years in your 20s and you give him your best years in your 20s. But because of that, you know, you do get a close bond. And if a woman takes care of herself and you're in love with her and your family is with her, then having that through the 30s and the 40s and so on and so forth is not a penalty. Now, yes, as a 50-year-old guy, you could be fooling around with 20-year-old girls, but that's just the physicality portion of it. So many of us are in the situation we are today because we got burned and we got hurt because we wanted to meet that 20-something and fall in love and have her move with us through the rest of the stages in life. Yes, there's a day she's not going to look as good. Yes, there's a day that that things may not be quite as perky and wrinkle-free as they once were. But when you care for somebody very deeply, it's the friendship and the closeness and being around them that's the most important. Well, when that got burned out and it keeps getting burned out on guys, guys eventually start saying, you know what, I I guess I'll just skip all that. I'll skip the long-term stuff and I'll just enjoy the young physicality of a woman because that's what's most important to men above all else. No man would ever say, this is my best friend. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. She's funny. She's awesome. And I'm going to marry her even though we could never fool around. If that's off the table, a guy's not interested. However, if you flip it, a woman would say, yes, I'll still get married. I'll, I'll still uh, stay with him. I'll still be his friend and because he's she's hitched her wagon to his star because of the finances. See that? Just like the reverse happens where if a guy said, I don't have any money, woman would be like, I'm out. See you later. I'm not going to be pulling. I'm not the one pulling this wagon. You are. I'm just kind of in this for the ride. But for the ride, I give you my youth, my beauty, my, in some cases, it used to be my first time uh, being with a guy. All that's gone. So they've taken everything that was good and a reason for a guy to, to, to kind of carry her through. And they've thrown it all away. And now guys are saying, I don't want to hitch up to anything. I'll just be my own star. And that's what men need to do in their 20s is be their own star. But women, women need to be in a place to go along for the ride. That was when I realized that this sort of benign neglect was a real problem and it had real consequences. Not just for Alex and her love life, but for the careers and the families and the futures of 20-somethings everywhere. There are 50 million 20-somethings in the United States right now. We're talking about 15% of the population, or 100% if you consider that no one's... Raise your hand. Uh, 20 so I specialize in 20-somethings because I believe that every single one of those 50 million 20-somethings deserves to know what psychologists, sociologists, neurologists, and fertility specialists already know that claiming your 20s is one of the simplest yet most transformative things you can do for work, for love, for your happiness, maybe even for the world. And that's an important key right there. Again, she's not necessarily talking about just relationships here, but 20s, the, the, it's the kind of the last years of your transition between young person and adult, whether that's young or middle or, or older 20s depends, on, I guess, on the person. But these are the last years of really setting up things to launch yourself into the future. And it's very important, to, the younger in your 20s that you can handle this and you can get a grasp on what you wanna do, the better off you'll be, both as a guy or a woman, either way. This is not my opinion. 
these are the facts. We know that 80% of life's most defining moments take place by age 35. That means that eight out of 10 of the decisions and experiences and aha moments that make your life what it is will have happened by your mid-30s. People who are over 40, don't panic. This crowd is going to be fine, I think. And that can be, I'll tell you, that can be, that's, you know, the early midlife crisis starts at 35. Sometimes some people have them at 50. But that's where you start realizing that you're, you're coming up closer to the second half of your life. You know, when you're young, everything's this way. As you hit that middle point, everything starts going down this way. At 35, you double that. That's 70. For some people, unfortunately, that's going to be, you know, the starting on the downhill. That's when you start getting a little bit anxious. And you start saying, have I done enough? Have I started experiencing the things that I want to experience in life? Um, have I set myself up for going in the right direction? And this is why I say it now, and as she said, psychologists and all down the line, is that you have to have yourself in a place ready to go. These young, these young women, and uh, I can say men that don't financially save, but that you can catch up on finances. You can't catch up on on beauty and, and catching a good partner. Um, you know, as as that creeps up towards that that thirty range, that's where people start getting in trouble because. Imagine running a race and letting somebody, if you have from 30 or 20 until we'll say 80, that's 60 years. So imagine 60-yard race. Can you imagine somebody getting a, a, a head start by 10 yards? You'll never catch up. And that's the same for both women in dating and finding a good partner and men in their finances. Uh, we know that the first 10 years of a career has an exponential impact on how much money you're going to earn. We know that more than half of Americans are married or are living with or dating their future partner by 30. You notice she had to say married and then she quickly said dating or cohabitating. It's because marriage is falling off a cliff. Because guys, the way the laws are right now, it does not support men. And men know that. And men are, are not, the, the beta bucks are still, you know, the guys that are, not great catches and feel like they have nothing to offer. They'll latch onto somebody to feel that they're lucky. But those that are good quality men are not, uh, unless again, maybe they're a good quality guy in his twenties that hasn't been burned and meets somebody that's not been through the ringer a dozen times. That guy may still get married and, and have kids, but the rest have, have seen, have seen it for what it is. We know that the brain caps off its second and last growth spurt in your twenties as it rewires itself for adulthood, which means that whatever it is you want to change about yourself, now is the time to change it. We know that personality changes more during your 20s than at any other time in life. And we know that female fertility peaks at age 28 and things get tricky after age 35. So your 20s are the time to educate yourself about your body and your options. I want to stop here because this is important that that 80% of your development happens under the age of 35 and like she just said the majority of your your personality and finishing developing who you are and what you're going to be happens in the 20s. What do we see now right now from all the young women in their 20s? Not all. Let me correct this cuz I always inevitably get messages about not all. Okay, not all, but many. They're concerned with social media. And if they look good in a bikini and all the likes they get for their photos and all the attention they're getting, 
and how much uh, fun that they can have in college and how many uh, guys that they can end up fooling around with and what's their count and all these other things. None, that's like eating fast food for your nutrition. It's it's nothing. It just makes you sick and not a healthy individual. This is what's happening with the people. And again, this is not me saying it. This is what she's saying, is that people are not taking care of themselves and continuing to develop and become better people in their 20s. They're throwing it away, acting like idiots and and wasting years with the wrong people doing the wrong things with the wrong attitudes. And when they get into their 30s, those things have become ingrained in them. That's why spending for the men, that's why spending and finance is so important and getting a budget and learning how to control your finances is so important because those habits will carry with you for the rest of your life. And it's very easy to develop that in the 20s. It's difficult to do that afterwards. And that's what we say about dating as well. You, you, you hopping on all these guys and having huge partner accounts or maybe having kids in this age range with multiple random dudes You've set the precedent of what you, the rest of your life is going to be like, and you cannot convince men otherwise. You can talk a good game. You can say you've now found the, the you know the the big guy in the sky if that's your thing, because I can't tell you how many profiles you'll see where it's like they've got two or three kids, they're twenty eight, but now they're religious all of a sudden, and they want a serious guy, and they they need a man that's going to treat them well and man up, and you can talk all you want. You're not going to change anybody's mind with that. And you're still going to get dates with that. But the guys aren't wanting to be family men with you. They want to fool around with you because you may still look pretty good for 28 being a mother of two. You're going to find guys that are into that. But but those that time frame is you're cementing who you are and how everybody looks after you or looks looks at you as a person. So once you move into the 30s and you say, well, I did this and then I did this and I got a great college degree and some blah, blah studies, uh, which is worthless. And so now I'm a waitress. Now I'm this or I'm, you know, an account rep over here for 35K a year. And I got two kids and we know what the game is. You can't convince us otherwise because we know what the 20s mean when it comes to dating and, and finding out who you are. So when we think about child development, we all know that the first five years are a critical period for language and attachment in the brain. It's a time when your ordinary day-to-day -day life has an inordinate impact on who you will become. But what we hear less about is that there's such a thing as adult development, and our 20s are that critical period of adult development. But this isn't what 20-somethings are hearing. Newspapers talk about the changing timetable of adulthood. Researchers call the 20s an extended adolescence. Journalists coined silly nicknames for 20-somethings like Twixters and Cadults. You know, something to interrupt here, something that I've noticed is that they showed a video, there was a video online of a 16-year-old at Thanksgiving, and his father or his mother, father-in-law, mother, father, whoever it was, handed him a can opener and said, will you open a couple of cans of beans? Now, a can opener. This kid could not figure out, they filmed him for like a minute and a half. The kid could not figure out how a can opener works because every can he'd ever bought had the pop tab on it. Can you imagine being almost an adult and not understanding something as simple as a can opener. 
I mean, this this kid's probably right now, and this was maybe a year or two ago, maybe he's out on his own as college and he's just going to starve because he, you know, because we got this bug floating around. He stocked up on a bunch of cans and he's going to come across one that doesn't have a pop tab on the top of it. So he's, what's he going to do? Pound it open with a rock because he can't figure out a can opener. But these are the, the snowplow kids. I did a video on this. Everything's been removed for them so they don't know how to handle anything. They don't know how to adult. There's even memes out there that it's like, oh, this sucks having, you know, adulting and having to be an adult. This sucks. These are by 25, 28-year-old people. By then, I was getting ready to buy my first house. So, you know, we say it time and time again, but people are not becoming an adult when they should. And thus you're getting like this extended teenage years of rebellion and goofing off and, and not being responsible in their 20s. Don't be that guy. I know my boyfriend's no good for me, but this relationship doesn't count. I'm just killing time. Or they say, everybody says as long as I get started on a career by the time I'm 30, I'll be fine. But then it starts to sound like this. My 20s are almost over and I have nothing to show for myself. Dating in my 20s was like musical chairs. Everybody was running around and having fun. But then sometime around 30, it was like the music turned off and everybody started sitting down. We've said this. Uh, we, we in the Manosphere community have said this many, many times. And it's what fails men today and it fails women today is that because women feel, and, and the reason why I'm putting it on women is because women are the ones that have become unreasonable. They've become unreasonable of what they think is acceptable. They will all share the top 20% of guys, the ones that can, and they don't give an average girl doesn't give an average guy a chance because they've, they've been raised to believe that they deserve the best and only the, the, um, that they're special and they're unique and they're wonderful and they only deserve the best. So they won't settle for a guy that's as good as they are. And because of this, they're going to go through their 20s, like we've said many times before, and all of a sudden the 20s are over and the music stops and they start looking around and some of the girls wised up a little bit sooner and maybe got married or got maybe got themselves a chump or something or other. And then she says, uh-oh, I need to make a move. But what if the move has already been, you know, I, I don't have a great job. Um, maybe I have a kid or two. Um, I don't have a lot of future prospects. My best years are behind me. Like she says, it gets much more difficult to have kids after 28 or 30, whatever the age was, she said. It starts dropping off down a hill. Okay, so what do you bring to the table for a young man that has gone to college or worked for himself or started his own business or has a good electrical, plumbing, welding job that's been bringing in sixty, seventy, eighty thousand $80,000 a year and apprenticing and learning and saving his money now he might be able to buy a home on his own. He has a nice truck or a nice car in his yard. Or for your Europeans, you might have, might have a nice flat or condo or apartment that you've purchased and uh, whatever, right? But he's got he's on the right track and he's heading off in the right direction. And all of a sudden you're floundering around going, hey, wait for me. Uh-uh, it's too late. He knows what you've been wasting your time doing. But he's trying to hitch. He's not waiting for you to hitch a, a, a bag of crap to his star. He's taken off, and he's going to do it without you. And before you know it, you're looking around. And everybody's gone, and you're not in college anymore. And all your tight knit of friends are going off and either living with a guy or getting married or moving or whatever. And before you know it, you're completely alone. And the worst thing to be is alone and bitter and entitled. 
And that's where the women are coming across today, which is why so many men have said, no way. I didn't want to be the only one left standing up, so sometimes I think I married my husband because he was the closest chair to me at 30. Where are the 20-somethings here? Do not do that. Okay, now that sounds a little flip, but make no mistake, the stakes are very high. When a lot has been pushed to your 30s, there is enormous 30-something pressure to jumpstart a career, pick a city, partner up and have two or three kids in a much shorter period of time. Many of these things are incompatible and his research is just starting to show simply harder and more stressful to do all at once in our 30s. Can you imagine the stress level, right? Now as a young man, and this is why I tell you guys get your finances straight. As a young man, once you get your finances straight, that's all you need to worry about. That and going to the gym and keeping your health, right? And keep your head, uh, keep your head straight and your eyes on the prize. That's all you have to worry about as if you're going to stay as a bachelor. But if you did really say, Hey, I do want a family someday. Uh, I'm not the right person to talk to about that. But if you did, um, if you did want to start a family someday, if you have the career down, if you have some savings, if you know where you're going in your life and you know kind of where you are, that boils it down to meeting the right woman, having kids. That's it. That's it. But if you don't have your finances together, everything becomes way more difficult. As a woman, even if you have your finances together um, and you've gotten your college done, co uh, women's college debt is much higher than men's. Uh, even after they've uh, exited college, men are on average 20% lower in college debt than women are when they exit. And, and, uh, and they can pay it off much, much, much faster because of the jobs men tend, tend to go for usually pay well versus being fun, right? Um, so a woman though, she's got to play catch up now because not only is maybe her career and all that's going fine, but she's got to find the right guy and she's got to have the kids, but she doesn't know how long it's going to take to have kids. You know, once you enter your thirties, it can take longer. And, and if you want a traditional family, you still need to get married. And it's up to the guy to ask. Not for the marriage necessarily, but it, when, when the guy's got all his ducks in a row and all his chips on the table and he's doing well, you never know. You may date a guy for six months or a year and you may want to get married and you start dropping those hints and he doesn't ask you. A lot of women get upset about that. Well, what if he doesn't? What can you do about it? You can ask him or you can have the conversation and he decides, no, I'm not ready for that. And guess what? You start over. And there's and, and there's a real, real challenge to that because a lot of guys out there, you know, I always say, you know, tell it like it is, tell the truth, be honest about it. And if you're not into long-term dating, tell women. But there's a lot of guys that don't listen to that advice. And they say, you know, I'll tell her I like her and I'll tell her I want to be her and I'll tell her I want to date her but there's no marriage in my future. And that's a conversation you don't sometimes have for six months or a year. And then when she brings it up, you say, oh, I'm not, I'm not ready for that. That's not, boom, year or two gone right off the table for a woman. And that will stress her out big time because she might've gone from 30 to 32 or 32 to 34 in that time frame. It's a big deal. The post-millennial midlife crisis isn't buying a red sports car. It's realizing you can't have that career you now want. It's realizing you can't have that child you now want, or you can't give your child a sibling. 
too many 30-somethings and 40-somethings look at themselves and at me sitting across the room and say about their 20s, what was I doing? What was I thinking? Women, get your education if that's what you want to do. But quit fooling around and find a good guy. And guys, get your finances straight. That's all there is to it. I have to jump in here and say something because otherwise if I let it run, they'll nail my video for for copyright stuff. But um, get your the earlier you start. And if you are in your 30s, it's not too late because you know what? In your 30s, it's earlier than your 40s. And if you're in your 40s and you're my age and I'm changing my career, I don't even know what I'm going to be doing for a job because um, right now I'm not doing anything. But I was a network engineer. I could maybe go back to that. But if I decide to do something else, guess what? It's easier in your 40s than it is in your 50s. Because by the time, you know, at a certain point, you have to say, okay, I got to knuckle down and start shoving cash away if I ever want to retire. Otherwise, I'll just work until, you know, it's over. Well, one day, Emma comes in and she hangs her head in her lap and she sobbed for most of the hour. She just bought a new address book and she'd spent the morning filling in her many contacts but then she'd been left staring at that empty blank that comes after the words, in case of emergency, please call. Someday, you know, you don't want to have no one to write in that field, um, unless you're me, because then I'm like, if I go, I've already got a will that gives my parents everything back, and if they're gone, everything goes to my sister. Um, but you don't want to be, most people do not want to have that where you, all of a sudden you look, all your friends are gone, your family's gone someday, you know, parents are gone. And all of a sudden you're, then you're truly alone. You don't have family. You don't have, you don't have anybody that, that may fall into a case like this. That's what freaks out a lot of people. If you're not ready for that. Now, as young guys listening to channels like this and, and meeting guys like this, you can understand that it's, it, you will find comfort in this lifestyle, but this is not how women are developed. Men are logical and men are tactile. They like to touch physical things and they like to manipulate things. Women are social. Well, when all of a sudden all that social stuff is gone, it can lead to very, very deep depression and very, uh, it can lead to very bad places, bad thoughts, unhappiness. And that's kind of what, what she's talking about here. She was nearly hysterical when she looked at me and said, who's gonna be there for me if I get in a car wreck? Who's gonna take care of me if I have cancer? Now in that moment, it took everything I had not to say, I will. But what Emma needed wasn't some therapist who really, really cared. Emma needed a better life and I knew this was her chance. See, Emma was still young and Emma was 25. So Emma has, still has a chance at this, this theoretical Emma or whatever. But once you get into your 30s or 35s, you, get, you think you were dating down before. If you're really worried about being alone, women will have to date way lower. But they'll only do that until they get comfortable. Then they have a roof over their head. Their head, they have someone they can rely upon. Everything's safe. Everything's comfortable. Then guess what? If they leave, they get half of all that. If they have kids, child support from that. If they find, find uh, daddy uh, beta bucks, then they can go leave this husband for that husband that was the gym instructor that's in good shape and, and cute and whatever because she's got her safety blanket. But in those ages from goofing around and being done with goofing around until finding the safety blanket and the guy that will help them out and carry them on through the rest of their lives, 
Those are very scary years. That's why so many women will jump on something, literally and figuratively, will date somebody that maybe they don't necessarily want to be with just to put them at ease until they find somebody else. That's why they call it hypergamy. They always look for the next one to move to from the previous one. But when they don't have any, they will start low, but they will very quickly work their way up. Now, you may be thinking that 30 is actually a better time to settle down than 20 or even 25. And I agree with you. But grabbing whoever you're living with or sleeping with when everyone on Facebook starts walking down the aisle is not progress. The best time to work on your marriage is before you have one. And that means being as intentional with love as you are with work. And that's kind of what I was saying is, is be mindful, have an intention behind dating, have an intention behind work, have a purpose for doing everything you do, especially in your 20s. Now, as you're in your 30s and your 40s and your 50s, that can relax. You know, you, you're not under nearly as much social pressure. Now, if you're not dating, focus it again on your hobbies, your passions, whatever that is, and work, your education, whatever, whether that's learning how to, I always like welding because I, I always thought I'd like to learn how to weld, but whether that's learning about how to weld or learning, um, you know, investing from a book or learning um, uh uh, something in college so you can go towards your career with that and if you are wanting to date then you know I know you guys want to go out and sow your oats that's what 20 somethings do I'm going to disagree with her here I think it's fine in your 20s to just sow your oats as a man and then when you're in your young 30s that's when you look for the mid if, if this is the path you want to go you look for the mid 20s that have have uh, a good head on their shoulders and then start dating and looking for red flags and ironing things out and, you know, then at that point, if, if you're really intent on having a family and, and getting married, you can go from it from that angle. But it, it gives you a very solid foundation to work from in, in your early 30s because now you have experience dating you, from places you can learn what am I looking for or what am I looking out for to not date the wrong type of woman. Um, and, you know, what progress am I going to do as a 20-something woman? You know, if you're doing college from 18, 19 till 22, 23, once you get out and find your workplace, start hammering down those bills, now you're more attractive to a guy. Why? 25, didn't waste all your best years. Don't burn your fuses out in college being with too many dudes. And then when you come out, you're ready for a relationship. You can pursue first emotion and then you can pursue the physicality of it with the right guy, not the other way around, which is you sleep with a guy so often that all of us and your friends with him and you sleep with him and you do that for so long that you start to like him. That doesn't work. Picking your family is about consciously choosing who and what you want rather than just making it work or killing time with whoever happens to be choosing you. So what happened to Emma? Yeah, that's well, the story we about Emma. So you get the guys get the idea. I won't I won't do her summarization, but you get the idea here that um, by by being mindful, it will it will make everybody happy. We have to get back to this if we're going to go back to the way things were, which is where men were happier in relationships and women were actually happier in relationships. If we don't go that way, then we don't. It's no big deal. But understand that uh, people change with the times. And right now, women are kind of going crazy and chaotic, and they're having fun, and they think they're they're living the best life until they get to their 
30s and they have made many past mistakes or now they may have a couple of young ones and men are learning hey you know what life's not too bad on its own I can do this by myself I have more money I have more time for myself I get to do my hobbies I get to spend money as I want I get to travel if I want to go over to Southeast Asia for a couple of months and fool around with a dozen beautiful women I can do that you know men are finding out that hey you know what they used to push marriage for men they used to push having a family for men and now many men are finding out you know what I'm okay without that and without this pressure and without being expected to do these things I'm free I'm free to do whatever I want I'm actually liberated now the problem is a lot of guys that get liberated like this they don't have that drive of I want a good job to drive a nice car to have a nice home to get a beautiful wife to support my kids that was a a big motivating factor to guys getting out there into the world and so that's why a lot of guys are 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 doing they they're not preparing to launch as they say which is you know they're maybe living with friends a little bit longer they're not getting as good a job as quickly as they possibly could they're not putting themselves out there. Maybe they're still living with mom and dad. Uh, that's that's why men are easing off the gas pedal because society doesn't have any expectations of them anymore. Well, I'm telling you to put the expectations on yourself. Be the guy that betters himself, that can work. You know, and I'll give you an example: is if you made $120,000 a year and you only needed to live off $30,000 a year, well, you've got two choices: you can make 40 grand or 45 grand a year, and be comfortable living and maybe put a little way away for your future or you can make that 120 grand a year for five years or 10 years have a mill in the bank and then he's off the gas pedal what's the difference one by the age of 30 or 35 is going to have a lot of money and a lot of free time the other one is not going to have hardly any money at all and he's going to have to keep working so he's not going to have much free time bank that money bank that time so that you have it in the future and even then, if you said, you know what, I don't want to even work 100 and that, I just don't need that 120 grand, great, work half the time for 60,000. You know, I use that as an example, but you understand what I'm saying. There's still a reason to get yourself out there and better yourself, get a better job, and be hungry. Be hungry because that's what's going to make you happy when it comes further on down the road. So, guys, I'll, I'll leave it there. Uh, you know, we've covered a lot on this one. I know it's a little bit longer than, than uh, usual, but there was a lot that I wanted to pour in here. And it's not just, you know, teasing women because you're making bad choices in your 20s. You're not going to find somebody. We know that. But it's about what needs to change on their end. But as guys, what do we need to do on our end to make sure that we're banking that happiness for later use? Because before you know it, guys, you know, again, there was a point in time I could not grow a beard or a mustache in my 20s. I just couldn't. I wouldn't shave and I'd have like four hairs here and three over here and nothing came out. And next thing you know, I'm like, hey, I have a full beard. And five minutes after that, it's starting to turn gray. Life goes quick. Life's going to move on you. And so you need to start young and prepare for that so that when you get to my age, you're on easy street. You're not like the rest of my classmates that I graduated high school with who are, you know, $500,000 house two fancy cars, a wife, two kids that are up to their eyebrows in debt and are going to be able to retire when they're like, like they're done, right? Me in the meantime, you know, I I started late. I wish I'd started when I was younger, but I started, you know, mid thirties, which is a little late, but I caught up. And if you, if you, even if you're forties, you can still catch up, but do it young, do it the younger you can go out and get it. 
hammer at home and make your life easy because the years that you don't want to work might be 50, 60, 70, 80. That's four. That's 40 years you need to plan for in the first 40 years. So guys, I'll leave it there. If you'd like to support my work, uh, links are below. And as always, thank you for those that have. Uh, please like, comment, and share my work. I appreciate that. That's how I'm going to grow. Uh, I think, again, YouTube has changed some algorithms, so my views aren't getting out there and uh, I'm not quite getting as many subs as I was before. So I think something may have changed. But if not, you know, just keep, keep uh, sharing it, keep putting it out there, and hopefully this will get out to more gentlemen. Guys, I'll leave it there. This is Better Bachelor. I am Joker. And remember, the wise warrior avoids the battle. Thank you.